Uh, lots of you getting in touch this morning on uh, what Paris Marx was talking about just a moment ago. Fascinating and on point, says Lindsay. Um, another one that's just come in. Presumably the oh-so-green Gen Z will be refusing to drive petrol cars, driving lessons in electric cars only for that informed cohort, this person says. Uh, Paul says, everyone's missing what I think is arguably the biggest point in EVs is the elimination of our dependence on imported energy. Um, Yeah, I guess I get your point there that they're charged here, but I suppose we're dependent on them being built in the first place. Uh, I'd be interested to know what you think about Paris Marx and uh, some of what he had to say. Um, on birds and wildlife, though, the things that bring you joy, uh, the bird woman of Anama has been in touch, saying, from my rural kitchen window, I'm constantly entertained by bird life, enjoying food and water I leave, and the nocturnal critters. It never fails to bring me joy. Um, thank you very much, bird woman. Speaking of bird woman... Uh, later on in the programme, about half past 11 or so, we will be talking about Hatu Patu and the Bird Woman. Uh, Hatu Patu and Kurungai Tuku, uh, the show that Tane Mahuta Grey has put together. It's absolutely astonishing. I was lucky enough to sit in on a rehearsal last week. Um, and really something that is worth getting to if you possibly can. It's going to be on in Wellington as part of the festival, but also uh, elsewhere around the country, so worth checking out. Someone else has been in touch. Um, Bronnie says, Nothing fills me with more joy than when the kereru does the swoop. It looks like it's stalling in midair. That's true. I love the sound of the kereru because you hear them before you see them sometimes. Um, Jim says, Everyone hates garden slugs. Now we know. It's not their fault. They can't do the happy puddle dance. Cut them some slack already. I will try to cut them some slack, Jim. I'm not. I'm not much of a gardener, but my my husband is, and he's not keen on the slugs. Um, heaps of you getting in touch with us about parenting, and of course, we were speaking with Michaeline Duclef uh, on her book Hunt Gather Parents. Um, heaps and heaps and heaps. This one says, a "Very inspiring interview. Just what I needed to catalyse and evolve my parenting." into a more meaningful experience for both myself and my only child. Thank you. Another one saying, so interesting to hear your speaker. I'm in Tauranga, a surrogate granny to my neighbour's kids. My own grandchildren live in Christchurch, so I can't see them too often. However, I I help out and I'm called Granny Next Door. Uh, Both of the parents work and are busy. I'm so glad to help and the children are well socialised. Another one saying this woman's talking about community. This wonderful thing has been beaten down and diminished by urbanisation and patriarchy, both of these things being wrong. And someone else saying um, the hapu model demonstrates how gently, easily and respectfully to be with children. Heaps of feedback coming in on uh, the interview on Hunt Gather Parents with Michaeline Duclef in the last hour. Uh, This one says, it's interesting, Jane Ritchie way back in the 60s did her Masters in Psychology looking at the way Māori families brought up their children in the communal sense and how when they came to the city, mothers had trouble understanding the individualistic way we are and the children didn't have the aunties that the parents depended on to bring up the children. The mothers were in a great deal of disruption as they hadn't come to terms with the individualism. An interesting point. Another one says, the problem isn't Western parenting, it's American individualism, parenting and capitalism. The problems your speaker is describing don't don't happen rather when you don't have time or money for playdates. Another one saying... 
My dad, who if he was still alive would be 107, told me that children need to fit into the parents' life, not the other way round. I grew up on an island in a family of nine and we were brought up to be independent and contributing. We took ourselves off to bed when we were tired and we certainly learnt to fit in and be integrated into family life and to do our bits. This one also says, loving this interview, my girls are 18 and 19 now. And I remember it being regarded as odd that I never had a bedtime routine. The girls muddled around till they were tired. I did always consider myself someone who parented based on gut instinct. Nice to know it's actually what previous generations have done. Thank you very much for your korero. Uh, on that, another one actually saying we're so fortunate to have Play Centre here, which brings Fano together to parent, play and learn together, creating the community your last guest spoke about. Lots and lots and lots of you have found uh, Daniel McLaughlin talking about Judith Butler. Fascinating. Where should I begin? Let's begin here. Loving this conversation. I'm a cisgendered woman, but I rail against the gender norms that still exist in our society. We need more of this intelligent discourse. It's not all possible to read out, just so you know. Postmodern theory, this person says, deconstructs the weaker to be reconstructed in a postmodern framework. Women have been an easy target. Men's language of identity isn't being touched. But language of women obliterated, uh, pregnant parent, the example this person uses, by Tafatawara, a good example. Women are not non-men and we need ways to describe themselves and their living experiences of a male-centred world, is another one. Another person says, ironically, Butler's philosophy is of itself binary. Surely gender is a mix of nature and nurture. Not everyone would agree with that one. Uh, Certainly not all of the texters. This one says, uh, Morena, like Butler, I am a non-binary lesbian. I'm so tired of hearing cis, hetero, white men like McLaughlin stumble through interviews on gender and trans issues. Men explaining feminism to women. Um, Do better, that person says. Well, we will try to. Uh, Pat also has been in touch saying, really interesting to hear that survey of philosophy around transgender issues. Thought-provoking to hear different perspectives. Uh, And so that also is an interesting one there. History says, simply deciding issues are settled and shouting down opposition will often result in the opposite outcome you want. Thank you very much, all of you, for getting in touch. Uh, an awful lot of texts that we are not going to be able to read out, but nonetheless, we do love getting them. Uh, it's really important to hear your korero and the sorts of things that you're thinking about and talking about. A bit boring today, one text says, that's just come in. Thanks for your korero. Um The one above it, though, says, the interview with Gary J. Bass is fascinating. Um So I suppose that's a way of proving that you can't please all of the people all the time. Uh, A lot of love coming in, though, for Emma Lang. Great interview, uh, this person says. Um, Huge support for families managing brain tumours comes from the New Zealand Brain Tumour Support Charity. Please put a plug in, this person says, for them. Um, Another person saying, worked with Emma on the track years ago. I don't know who this is from, but says big love to her. Such a delight to hear her wit and humour again, wishing her all the very best. Uh, Another one in from Brenda saying, great to hear that Emma's going well. She is a gem. She is an absolute gem. Lots of you getting in touch on sleep this morning. Um, This person says, putting in AirPods and listening to the BBC sends me off to sleep every time. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, Someone else says, the show's certainly not boring. Thank you. Um, Getting to sleep and getting back to sleep has been transformed, this person says, by listening to podcasts on non-threatening 
topics. For me, it's human prehistory. It is a rumination blocker. I think rumination blocker is a, a very good point on something like this. Someone else says, eat a kiwi fruit one hour before your regular bedtime. It works most of the time. Go to sleep okay, usually, this person says. Um, I think this is in from Alan. But says, awake at around 2 to 4 a.m. and then start ruminating on all the problems and worries. And that's so true. And I remember once reading uh, a phrase which has always stuck with me and I can't even remember where it's from. But it's like, it said, all your problems grow teeth at night. Which is true. They all turn into monsters. And then by the morning, you think about them and they're not frightening anymore. So what is that about? But they do. They grow teeth at night. Um, One other person here says... Hi, Susie, don't tell anyone. Cannabis in the butter works wonders, haha. I won't tell anyone, Ingrid. And I won't say where you're from either. There's still feedback coming in on sleep, of all things. Uh, This person says, my mum would say that kittens in the daytime turn to tigers at night. My mum was never wrong. I think your mum was right about that. Another one from Jeremy saying, I heard the old hunter-gatherer adrenal gland kicks in at around three o'clock in the morning. Time to get up and beat the sabre-toothed tiger out of bed. Um, Suzanne also says, travelling alone in your head in the dark in the middle of the night is a very dangerous place to be. I would agree with that too. 